Hi, you guys. Welcome to Radcast. As promised, this is the ongoing expansion of how we are incorporating new rad voices and rad ways of conceptualizing treatment. So today I have with me Dr. Kat Wong, and she is a doctor of physical therapy in CFMT, which um, you're going to learn all about. So today we are going to kind of be exploring what is um, functional manual therapy, who is it for, uh, pelvic floor health, um, and all the different ways in which, why would we bring in physical therapy alongside mental health services? And you're going to hopefully hear more about what our collaborative care model actually sounds like in real time. So without further ado, thank you for listening and being here. Um, as always, you can follow up with us on Instagram at radicalwellness underscore co with any questions or curiosities or ways that you would like to get started. So, Kat, <laughs> you're here. I am here. <laughs> well, actually, we're both here. We're in the we're in we the are. yeah. <laughs> we're in the Radical Wellness office in San Clemente, mm-hmm. looking at the ocean. Yes, it's kind of like. We walked through the space when it was cement. True. I still, I think I'm floored every single time we walk in here. And I can't help but feel that just this, like, pure delight as soon as I open this door. And I see it, I think, on every single one of us mm-hmm. whenever someone opens the door and we peep around the corner and we're like, oh, hello, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing to just see this, that all of this transform and become what it is now. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. I know, the office in and of itself is a story, but it's like um, yeah. to now to have the people in it feels like uh, like home. It feels like a homey. Yes. Space. Yeah. 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 Which I think my my clients love. Yeah. They especially in this location in particular. I think I've had a couple of people follow me from our Irvine location and or even Newport, and they're like this this space feels like truly a space of healing where they can just kind of unwind Mm -hmm. and relax and just be. I I walked out here one day and one of my clients was in the gym doing yoga (laughs) beforehand. And I was like, do it, do it. I love it as you should, you know, (laughs) that's what it's for. (laughs) And then the people who take their shoes off too. That's the other thing. This is so funny. People are just like, it's like a, they walk in the door, take their shoes off. off. Cause it feels like a home. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's well, t- amazing. Tell us, tell me, how did we get to here? You and me, you, yeah. I mean, I know, but tell me a little bit more about what you specialize in specifically. Break down some of the FMF, see, I'm already in LMFT, CMFT. CFMT. CFMT, yep. great. Yep. The letters. Yeah, so CFMT stands for Certified Functional Manual Therapy. And um, what functional manual therapy is, I describe it to people as it's a holistic approach. We were utilizing, we're viewing the whole system through a lens where we're looking at mechanical capacity, which is what, what, whether it's joints, soft tissue, fascia, neurovascular, organ, mm-hmm. what's not moving structurally, and then can, can we get it to move? Um, And then we're looking at the uh, neuromuscular portion of it. And so a lot of our um, treatment approach is based on the principles of PNF, which is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. So lots of big words, but all that means is that we're looking at can, does a muscle fire as it should? Can it initiate? Does it have the appropriate strength, endurance? And then most importantly, do we know how to let go? Um, so, um, and then the motor control piece of it, yeah. you're, we're putting all of it together movement wise. Um, can, like if it's not moving, get it to move. Can it structurally, are we mm-hmm. supporting and stabilizing well? And then putting all those pieces into a functional movement activity yes. that's important for the patient. So whether that's, Hey, I want to get up and down from the floor to play with my grandkids, mm-hmm. or I just want to go to the bathroom without having pain, yeah. um, or making it to the bathroom without leaking yeah. or just, it could be, it could be anything yes. running, um, snowboarding, 
it's such a wide yes. variety of what what is it and what is it that's important to each patient that comes in through the door mm-hmm. um and then utilizing like okay we're looking at uh, utilizing a core first posture and movement strategies and body mechanics to then make sure you have that piece you know how to get in and out of the um, postures that are going to allow you to appropriately stabilize mm-hmm. um, to move the most efficiently that you can yes it's interesting because it's like it feels like it's the um it's the physical picture of what radical wellness does internally or um, it's not I guess you guys also work internally but it's like the um the physical presentation of some of the invisible emotional work so when you talked about moving towards functional we talk about functional wellness and lifestyle wellness pretty often Mm -hmm. but some things need to move but it has to be sustainable Um, and then the piece on letting go is also like strikes me as far as the parallel of let's say that you even get through the process of coming back into function, being able to move or contract a muscle or in my world, being able to like learn a new tool and being able to engage it. Can you let go? Yeah. Are we able to let go? Are we able to release? Are we able to also? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so bringing into, I also, with my FMT background, I also specialize in pelvic health, Mm -hmm. pelvic floor work. And, um, that is oftentimes the piece that we forget about. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes people come in, they're like, well, I'm doing my, I'm doing my kegels. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, contracting all the time. I'm strengthening down there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what if you're too, like, what if you're strengthening so much that you've created this holding pattern? Um, even subconsciously, I think most of us walk around and we're, we're holding tight through our pelvic floor without realizing it. And then it's like, oh, that's our new resting state. And it's like, we're still trying to, we're yes. still trying to, to contract and tighten and keep everything together, um, which feels so metaphorical in a lot of yes. ways, but it, oftentimes it is that piece where I'm like, well, can you, can you let that go? Great that you've been able to work on that, that shortening piece, that, 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 um, ability to hold tight down there, but on the on the other hand, it's just as important, if not more, to have that ability to let go and lengthen, mm. um, create space for those muscles to recruit as they should. So how would somebody know if they're, I mean, like, as soon as you said Kegel, I was like, oh, can I still do one? Like, that was like what happened yeah. to me. I was like, oh, I guess I should try that. <laughs> um, so yes. how, how would someone listening know if they have altered their resting state? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with that? How, what are their symptoms? What would the symptom be? Yeah, so generally speaking, so when I think I think of like pelvic dysfunction in categories sometimes. So with it could be urinary dysfunction. Okay. So like someone could have someone might feel like they're not voiding. They're not like when they go to urinate, they're not letting go completely. Or it's like, oh I feel like I'm going and then it stops and I feel like I still could go more. Okay. okay. So then it's like, okay, but then I leave the bathroom and then like 10 minutes later or 30 minutes later, they're going back in. Same thing with bowel movements. Like some people, they're not fully having a bowel movement Hmm. and they'll stop halfway without realizing it. Or it could be burning with urination or it could be... um, Not related to a UTI. Correct. Yeah. So um, urinary frequency, that Mm -hmm. sense of urgency, they're like, oh... I have to go like every 30, 40 minutes. Um, that's not normal mm-hmm. to have to rush to the bathroom that often, even if you're drinking a ton of water. So, so things like that on the like urinary bowel side of things, um, pain with the intercourse, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is oftentimes a sign of like difficulty letting go pelvic floor wise or pelvic floor muscle might be in spasm or too tight down there. Mm-hmm. Um, where that could oftentimes be a sign of, okay, I'm, I've altered my resting state. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to let go. Um, what about like postpartum? I feel like that's something yes. that like we get a lot of questions around and are told that that's normal. Like, oh, well, have you had children? Is, so if I've gone to the OB or even when, when I know I've gone to the OB mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, this is, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. Okay? Like I know, I know it's my body. This is the place I live, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the OB will be like, oh, well, have you had children? Like, yes. And then they kind of where they leave the conversation as if my pain or discomfort would be expected. Mm. That, that's really interesting because 
<laughs> um, I think that whether or not we've had a baby, you could have, like, the vast majority of people, more often than not, are probably going to have some sort of pelvic floor dysfunction. So postpartum-wise, I mean, that is a whole lot that are mm-hmm. of change mm-hmm. that our bodies have just gone through. Um, and the fact that, you, like, your abdomen has created all this space and organs are getting moved into different places. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your pelvic floor, that's a huge demand on your pelvic floor yeah. to make sure you're not leaking, to keep everything together and provide that stability for your pelvis and your core. Um, that's a huge responsibility for those muscles. And then, like, if you have a vaginal delivery for, or a C-section, you know, that's all of that's also going to be trauma to the pelvic floor. Um, and then afterwards, it's like, okay, your muscles don't just bounce back to what they, what they were. Um, and then if you're breastfeeding, you're still having a little bit more of um, laxity going yeah. on structurally. And there's, so there's a lot of change that happens during pregnancy and then especially postpartum. And I think that the postpartum population is so underserved because I I don't think that there's enough attention to the care of mothers after Mm. delivery. It's Mm -hmm. like you're cared for during pregnancy, during the delivery process, and then it kind of drops off. And I feel like that's where like pelvic floor PT is a must after delivery because your bodies just don't, it doesn't just, your organs don't shift back to where mm. they should. Yeah. You know, your pelvic floor needs to, I I think I think it should be part of care, standard yes. of care to check, hey, what are those muscles doing? Are you still leaking? I mean, if you were leaking during pregnancy, there's a good chance that you'll probably leak, if not immediately after, sometime after. Mm-hmm. It could be even a year or two after delivery. So I think it's important mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like you almost lose touch with your pelvic floor. Yes. So there was like this whole <laughs> thing that just happened. And all of a sudden you're like, great. I forget, you know, like my whole attention now is towards baby right. and keeping this little human alive. And I think we forget about yes. ourselves. Well, especially when even bringing to the doctor's attention and they kind of tell you like, oh, pain's normal or yeah. you're fine or yeah, no, if you're not I... dying, apparently <laughs> like, you you know, you'll, yeah. you'll live. Yeah. I don't think that's normal. I don't, I think it's common, mm-hmm. right? But there's this difference Ooh. between common and normalcy <sighs> during these, that's fire. these yeah. periods of our life. And I just, I don't think that it's normal to have pain um, after after delivery, you know, so it's like, hey, like get in, get in with a pelvic floor PT to figure out what's going on. Things are like, your body's going to compensate to protect itself in whatever way it can. So if you're not quite as stable around your pelvis as, I mean, as you should or could be, something's, something's going to try to tighten up or something's going to, you know, if you're leaking, whether it's from too tight or not tight enough Mm -hmm. of a pelvic floor, Mm -hmm. then yeah. yeah, it's well. And that's a good point to kind of to hit on is the difference between common and yes. normal. Because afterwards, mm-hmm. I mean, I think every I'll speak for myself as a new mother. I was like, "Is this normal?" What yeah. felt like a resounding question: "Is this normal? Is this normal? Is this normal?" Yeah. So the piece of like, I don't know if what's happening here is expected. But if another friend was like, "Oh yeah, me too, me too," oh, well totally. now I've like lo- I'm like, oh, I've normalized my own pain or normalized my own like. Um, I'm going to the bathroom on the way to the bathroom, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So common, it's happening versus this should keep happening. Right. <laughs> it feels like two different things. Right. No, and it's funny. I get that a lot. Yeah. It's like I think I think a lot of, especially new moms, yeah. they'll, yes. they'll talk to their friends and mm-hmm. then they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm I'm peeing on myself. Yes. I I jumped. I laughed. <laughs> oh my you god, laugh. I like, sneezed. Yes. I coughed. Like, oh, and they're like, oh my gosh, me too. Yes. Yeah. And so then we think, oh, it's just it's just what happens. Or like yeah. our moms tell us it's just what happens. Okay. Or we think Right. Well, my mom and my grandma leaked. Yes. So it's genetic. Yes. Like, yes. No, no. 
it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's so common. Yes. It's so common. Well, I mean, I literally just brought my own mother into work with you. She is 70 <laughs> years old, not to tell her story as I tell her story, but, um, she found out she had a diastasis and her, uh, just now, okay, she is 70 years old. Okay. And so her lack of core muscle contraction, how that might be related to some of her other like physical dif- mm-hmm. dysfunction at 70 she's postpartum 36 years yeah yeah (laughs) this is the type of care that's available for us yeah yeah no it's it's wild because i think that we continue to think that oh this is just part of my life yes this is just what we've accepted as normal because we've been told and then i think oftentimes unfortunately like a lot of medical providers just yeah. I don't I don't know if there's a lack of knowledge or resources mm-hmm. or curiosity. I don't know yep. what it is specifically, yep. but I I don't I think there needs to be more of a conversation mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. patients to let them know like mm, this you shouldn't be you shouldn't be feeling like yep. this. Um let's yep. get you in with someone who really specializes. This yes. is their wheelhouse, yes. you know. Um because that way you're, you're getting that collaborative care. It mm-hmm. takes a team mm-hmm. um, for true care yes. to happen. Well, and in one regard, it's like we think like well, most of us will go back to an OB yes. around some of these things, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily their field, right? I mean, in my mind, I'm like, you help me have the baby. Yeah. Now you check on me once a year if I show up. And mm-hmm. like, right. but that's right. not the same as like my daily lived experience in my right. body and the potential for, for me to function mm-hmm. as I should. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's the, okay. This is the other piece that I'm hearing too. When you were naming like the different things people would access treatment for, it's mm-hmm. not injury. I've heard a single thing about necessarily injury, <laughs> but like yeah. as a result of living, as a result mm-hmm. of sitting in my desk a certain way, yeah. um, like most of the time I'm, I'm kind of pivoting here. I'll associate physical therapy with, I went to PT after my shoulder surgery, yeah. normal expected, but I have come to see you mm-hmm. for, I'm literally, I slept on my neck wrong and I can't seem to turn it. So there's an element of, I need, my whole body changes yeah. for non-injury things. This is called aging or living, right? And yes. now <laughs> walk me through people seeking um support from physical therapy or functional yeah. manual therapy specifically, yeah. even when there's been no designated injury or surgery. Yeah. No, I love, I love that you bring that up because it is traditionally thought like, oh, I don't need CPT unless I've got, like had, had a specific injury happen to me. Mm-hmm. I can name X, Y, Z. This is what this is related to. But most oftentimes our pain comes on over time and maybe we don't realize it. Maybe it's from repetitive, like you said, sitting. Or yeah. as a society, we tend we vast majority of our jobs are sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on computers mm-hmm. and then we you know, we're not getting up throughout the day. A lot of it's just from our daily habits. And what I love most about um, the functional manual therapy approach is that our goal is for optimal performance, optimal living. It's not for injury. Like, yes, you know, we're going to, we're going to help you rehab from something that happened. But even if you, my goodness, even if you feel great, even if you, our goal is to not necessarily treat the pain, Mm. but it's to treat the dysfunctions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the vast majority of us are walking around with some sort of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. We just are, Mm. our bodies are just compensating so well that we don't have pain yet um but that's that that's our goal is that we're we're assessing we're assessing head to toe and seeing okay what what is driving some of this the way you walk like I (laughs) I Uh go over gate with every single one of my clients yeah because that's what we do on yeah. a daily basis. And they're like, I, I watch oh you my walk gosh. them on the hallway. Yes. So I'm like, I'm, I'm watching you watch a patient walk down the hallway. Where I'm, and I'm like trying, here's my best part. I'm like, 
hey, what is she saying? Yes. You know, and then I'm like, I'm like looking and I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm looking at it too. Like, okay, how are we moving? Okay. How are we moving? I mean, and my own kids have come in to be patients as well. Yeah. They'd be like, wait, okay, what do you see that I don't see? And yep. it's so highly specific mm-hmm. what you're doing yep. and looking at versus a traditional just I don't want to say basic, but I'm yeah. going to because I can because shade because it's not I'm not a physical therapist, so I'm going to say what I want to say. Okay, yes. so so uh, a basic level PT different yeah. than functional manual therapy yeah. and what you are actually caring for. Yeah, yeah, and it's I relate it all back to function and um, optimizing our ability to mm-hmm. to live our our daily lives that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think it could be. Really, anything. I think everyone could benefit from seeing. Our my goal is to have people come in and see PT almost for maintenance, almost like you're going in for an annual checkup with your totally primary care doctor. Totally. You know, it's like how much more, how much better off would we be in the long run if people are coming in to make sure that um, their hips are moving as they mm-hmm, should. Mm-hmm, you know, they have mm-hmm. the. We, they have the appropriate range to prevent um, a hip replacement down the road. Yes. And that's something that we can so easily work on and then give you tools in your in your own toolbox yep. to know and understand, oh, um, I know what I'm feeling. I'm aware of my, you know, my body and I, ha- I have like that. I have specific exercises that were given to me yep. um, versus a generic like, all right, let's just do like three sets of 10, <laughs> you know, or like yeah, 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 XYZ yeah. things. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, you, this is what you need yes. to further your ability to, to live healthy yes. and live well. Yes. I want to like explore a little bit of um, the uncommon things people would seek treatment for. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I again, I I can tell some of my own stories because yeah. the one of the things that shook me the most, uh-huh. okay, in my interaction with IPA, which is the company, the like parent company that you work for, mm-hmm. um, was when I was being like in my assessment. So this is like the most comprehensive. Like I'm not joking, you guys. Like it was like hey, maybe your head was tilted in the birth canal. And it was like, I'm sorry, I'm 38 years old. I'm, what is what? And then my, the roof of my mouth was examined. And it was like, oh, you did, must not have breastfed very long. And I'm like, yeah. the fuck? Like how, like, how are you no, like, oh, you were a thumb sucker. I'm like, I was a thumb sucker. Like, what is, like, the amount of information that was uh, lifted out of me just by being observed, okay, blew my mind. And some of the things I was being treated for, initially were even like my crani- cranium, the yeah. cranium, yeah. and the different like ways in which my head sat on top of my body, okay? None of these things would have been things I would have ever sought treatment for. There was no prescription. There was no diagnosis even other than I'm just literally a little like off kilter and mm-hmm. chronic migraines and things that I've been treated for with medicine, things I've been treated for is like, hey, you just have migraines. Mm-hmm. So then uh, came in to do some work with Kat, go through those super bizarre, intense um, <laughs> intake process. And then, like, Kat's, like, working on, like, the tiny little <laughs> spot above my eyebrow, right, which I now know is my trigeminal nerve, okay? And I hadn't had a single migraine since you doing tiny wizardry in my skull. So... That's like a piece, again, never would have thought to seek out PT, yeah. mm-hmm. but my, I hurt every day. I've, that's been called fibromyalgia. Yeah. Okay? I have a kiddo who has had a very difficult time um, being nighttime dry. Yeah. Again, never has anyone, have you ever heard that you would take your child to physical therapy for that? No, no. I have been sold alarms and bedwetting things and... I mean, all the one million things, never, ever has anyone ever said, maybe look at the structure, maybe look at their pelvic floor health. So these are things, again, I feel like we're treated, we're treated differently. And sometimes we just need to come back and look at the structure. So now I'm bringing in all of my children to be assessed to see like, (laughs) hey, maybe it's not this issue. Maybe it's this. So why don't we get accurate diagnosis to get to appropriate treatment for lived experience, right? Yeah. So no one's had an injury, but maybe it was the way you sat in your birth 
mother's birth canal 38 years ago. Maybe it, maybe <laughs> it's like that you've never, you have a kid who's not potty training correctly. Yeah. Um, maybe you now have painful intercourse. Maybe yeah. um, you, ha- you sit in a way that your right shoulder is more forward than left shoulder because that's how you type or on your phone. Like mm. the regular life stuff that wears on you over time. And that, those are the things that kind of blow my mind yeah. that can be treated. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if we want to talk about things just like would have never thought of to go seek PT. Um, I like that you t- like headaches, migraines, um, jaw pain, all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, these are just my symptoms now, right? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it because I think the cranium, yeah. I don't run across very many PTs and this is there there's a lot of controversy over like you know can we can we truly mobilize the cranial sutures and whatnot but what i will say from a clinical experience i do cranial mobilizations and it is a profound effect mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Um, my patients mm-hmm. and improvement on their symptoms for headaches and i mean we've talked about the like clarity of thinking Literally. and um I've had a couple patients tell me like, oh, I feel like I put, they don't wear glasses. I feel like I had like, like my eyesight sharpen a little bit. Yes. Um, I've I, had that experience in your yes. office where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like the, the ceiling tiles look yes. more clear right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things yeah. like that. Um, uh, we have done a lot of work on uh, vagus nerve. Um, tapping into the sympathetic nervous system. So that can relate to mm. people who have trouble sleeping. Um, that goes hand in hand with airway disorders. So people who have sleep apnea, snoring, Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of work tying in cranial, um, cranium moving through there, cervical spine, upper cervical spine, a lot of that airway breathing. Um, but vagus nerve, we've been looking at a lot of things with long COVID symptoms. Um, wow. And how that has an effect with improving, oftentimes, those symptoms. I do a lot of visceral mobilization. And, what, and so what's visceral mobilization? Yeah, so uh, we're moving the organs. So <laughs> working, this is through the abdomen. And my patients who come in with constipation, bloating, IBS diagnosis, which is such an umbrella diagnosis, but stomach issues, um, you move their organs. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Have um, you done this to me and I don't know it? <laughs> I, oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know if we have. But, um, no, it's a, so we're working through the same idea as if if a structure's not moving, get it to move. Okay. Um, I, understanding the anatomy of where your organs lie in your abdomen mm-hmm. Right, and so your stomach, for example, um, if someone who's having acid reflux or yeah. um, just like gastritis or mm-hmm. just different things where like, oh, I know that I have issues there, for yeah. example, or like, you know, left-sided rib pain even, mm-hmm. um, we're working through, like, we, I can get onto your stomach and work through... Um, getting that to move better maybe it's got maybe got my pregnant woman you know like maybe that got pushed up uh, a little too far um in a certain direction by to make room for the baby Mm -hmm. and it just isn't going down anymore so then all of a sudden you get this like discomfort when you're eating and and all of that and i mean constipation Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i am working on people's uh, large intestine yeah, yeah. for all of my patients who come in for wow. um, constipation. Yeah. And vagus nerve, it interacts with all of those organs. So that goes hand in hand. There's that connection there. You're pointing to your throat. Is Where yeah. is, so talk to me where the vagus, talk about the vagus nerve. Yeah, so your vagus nerve exits out of the jugular foramen from your cranium, but then it comes out basically the way where we treat it is in the front uh right off to the sides of your like front of cervical spine so if like you're like kind of playing or like palpating uh front of throat Mm -hmm. like voice box area yeah Mm -hmm. so just off to the side of voice box and then you'll feel like if you start to feel like you're um uh carotid like like that pulse Mm -hmm. yeah yep 
Um, it goes, it runs in the sheath along there. So it's, there's structures that run all together um, in this fascial sheath. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're mobilizing and getting that to move a little bit mm -hmm, better. Mm -hmm. And then in it with its interactions with cervical spine and head motions, as well as structures um, throughout your abdomen. So There's a lot of talk around polyvagal theory. Yes. And that being like, so it's fascinating to hear again from the almost the psychology world, yeah. polyvagal theory and uh -huh. how that would affect someone's ability to almost accurately perceive danger, accurately perceive safety, act, be able to re have regulation, nervous yep. system regulation. Yes. Right. And so like in my field, we're, tra we're trained to treat it in one way. So the fact that it's actually, there's room for it to be treated um, through physical therapy yeah. is again, like yeah. the, the way that we've been collaborating recently is like, if we have a patient who has done the like psychological heavy lifting and there is, there's still, um, present residual things it's like the mm -hmm. body is still stuck in fight flight you know or freeze yes. even though mentally they know oh wait we i that's not here now that is not here now my shoulders are still in my ears though yeah. right yeah. and so then it's like trying to like send them to do the physical work of recovering yes. that we can you you know that but let's let the body come into tandem so yeah. that you know it in your body to you the physical release the letting go yeah after you've had like come and done that work in other in the other way sometimes people come in through physical therapy and there's yeah. the yep. they're there for body pain but it, there's an emotional release that hasn't occurred yet yeah yeah I love that I was just talking to a client yesterday he was like oh yeah um we're on his left like left shoulder and he was like yeah my uh massage there Cairo I don't remember who but it was like yeah you you uh tend to store emotions on your left side mm. and we were talking about that he's like ex-military and I was like oh so how did you feel about that you know like yeah, yeah. what does that make you feel <laughs> and he, he started laughing and I was like he's like well what do you think about that and I was like I am a firm believer that um our body stores yeah. memories and emotions and past experiences and that's where I love the collaborative piece yeah. because whether they come to me first mm -hmm. and um you know, like something comes up. Sometimes I'm working on someone and a memory will come up or an emotion will come up and maybe they didn't even realize it. I had an experience. I have chronic pelvic pain and one of my mentors was treating me um, viscerally, treating my uterus <laughs> yeah. and um, ovaries and my large intestines. And I had no idea as he was I like lost it on the table. I was bawling. Wow. And it was just such a powerful experience for me because I had no idea. I think it was just that it was all it was therapeutic. Yes. Aside from like okay, like working through like the like fascial restrictions mm -hmm. on my own body, mm -hmm. but it was like this I it gave me a chance to really truly get in touch with I think when you're in yeah. chronic pain, yeah. You forget you you become disconnected with a certain area. Yes. And this was like, whoa! I had no idea I was storing that kind of emotion oh, in that area. And I, see, you know, you see it with I. It it was amazing yeah. to I think go through that experience yeah. and um, recognize yeah. that there is that connection there, oh, and yeah. that's like the beauty of treating mind body spirit in yeah. that collaborative sense yes oh it's emotional hearing that because it's um i can hear how personal pain transforms patient yeah. care yeah right? where oh, yeah. to know what chronic pain is like makes me more determined to want to relieve the suffering of others mm. you know where it's like no we can't this 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 can't be the end of the story. Yeah. There's got to, there, this is not, I don't accept this yes. as, as yes. my forever totally. thing. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The, also the element of, um, you know, you're the, you're a doctor of physical therapy, right? And then mm -hmm. to have your own cathartic release, it's like, you know, and then in your body, you like, whoa, there's this yes. piece too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, going on my own health journey really has made me stop and constantly reevaluate the way I'm, I approach patient yeah. care with yeah. my patients and, um, the importance for approaching with 
compassion and with empathy and recognizing that you know pain does truly does something to us Mm -hmm. um, at Mm -hmm. a physiological level Mm -hmm. and um, how important it is I think it's it's it is a process of self-care yeah um, and healing, and that's, I think oftentimes we don't think of that as, yeah. you know, PT, yeah. like, oh, this is my self-care to myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whether we realize it or not. But there is, there's that piece where having that work done on that full spectrum, right, of physical, yes, yeah. emotional, mental, it's so needed, I think, for for true true healing to occur, yeah, yeah. and maybe at the the depths that mm-hmm. people need it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's yeah. a, yes. I'm looking at thinking like it's um. There's a lot, and I'll I'll say things like this though, where people like there's a giant pool of wellness, and everyone's trying to figure out like their way in, and wellness might just mm. be like their own homecoming to themselves, or 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 happiness, or functionality, whatever it is we're after. And there's just a lot of different ways in. And sometimes it's through the physical body. That's as much as someone can tolerate. A lot yeah. of times, um, severely traumatized, severely abused, right? They're, it, they, they will seek to treat uh, the physical pain, right? Because going to the emotional story is too much, right? But yeah. that's just the way in, right? Yeah. So now I'm sturdy enough to be able to then go to the next piece and vice versa, right? Yeah. Patients of mine that have been um, open to treating their like severe abuse history are now sturdy enough to go then do the pelvic floor health work. I love that because I do find I with my pelvic health clients beforehand there's some with pelvic floor PT there's there's typically speaking some sort of internal work mm-hmm. a part of that. Yeah. And um with my with my new patients I always call them beforehand and just chat with them on the phone. Yep. You know, I want to know have they had any prior experience with pelvic health PT and just to give them a heads up of like hey um, this is what my treatment typically looks like, but only if you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And there are some patients who don't, they're not there yet. Yeah. They're not ready for me to approach, you know, for there to be any sort of internal approach. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that because it is, I think there's that process of, okay, what if, what if there needs to be work done or they choose to do the work emotionally? Yeah. yeah. Um, first before they're ready to yeah. to feel safe enough yes to be yes. like okay i i feel yes. safe where and i feel comfortable where we can continue on with this next part of yes. my healing mm. yeah yeah that's a whole I mean, we can have a whole other conversation on that piece alone yeah. of like um like as a like a survivor of like child sexual abuse myself there's an element like as a child I didn't have the ability to say no right so I didn't know my body was my own Mm -hmm. I didn't know you just don't know when you're so when I was so so permeable or so like exposed so then there's an element of like as I went through my own process of healing knowing like wait this is my body right so now Mm -hmm. I'm coming back into powerful choice yeah but then there's a sense of like well now what am I doing to give this power away and let my OB check me like it feels like like yeah no, 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 because you, you haven't, you're not a part of that, part of my world. It's, it can be confusing. Yes. So, I, I mean, I didn't go and do, like, well, women's visits for, I don't, I mean, 15 years, maybe, because I'm like, no, that's not a part of my healing. It's not a part of my healing. Yeah. I can't go there. Yeah. So, to be able to determine enough safety. Yeah. To be able to show up for care, yes. health. Yes. How do I go to like do do the thing I'm supposed to do every year? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's powerful. That is. And I, I think that's, that's so interesting. I think to think about because oftentimes, you know, it's like, Oh, this is my, this is my wheelhouse. That's a public health PT. And it's like, Oh, you know, let's like, Oh, well this is standard of care. Right. You know, this is this, we got to treat this. And it's, some people just aren't ready. Yeah. And I think taking a step back and recognizing um, maybe, and I, th- I think it's like that, that ability to, to take a step back for, your, for yourself. Yeah. And you're like, you know, maybe I'm not the person this, this individual mm-hmm, in front of me mm-hmm, needs right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. Um, to provide the care that that way they can come to me when they're ready yeah. down the road. Yep, yes. And that's that's part of like what I I'll see is um, 
they get the fi- like the final piece and then it's like okay now it's all there right so it's yeah. like maybe they they're doing the physical piece the structure you know this is the container for all the other work from yeah. the other field right it's the physical body yeah i've like um shared before but like my physical body was the last piece for mm-hmm. me and my work because it was the hardest to access yeah. it was like it felt like the most like i felt the most guarded with it like mm-hmm. it was the most like no whereas I'm like, okay, go to therapy camp. Sure, I'm not go to therapy camp and like, yeah. and and work on the the other stuff. But coming to treat the physical body felt like the uh, final frontier, as I've called it, because it was just too intimate, too hard, too intense, yeah. and I just wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so then held a lot of pain, held a lot of like, well, this is just the way I've always felt, but is it? And yeah. so what? Yeah. Do you know? It's like, yeah. so that's I'll just protect my pain as a way to right. not know what else I could feel like. Right. Right. It's such a... Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's interesting because then on the flip side of that too, I do get the patients who come in and they're like, they're opposite. Like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's easier to address the physical um, dysfunction and the pains and like whatever it is that I'm seeking out treatment for physically. Yeah. And then they'll, like, as I get to know my clients, it's like, oh, they'll disclose some information and our conversations will will end up being so that it comes up like, hey, do you have someone that mm-hmm, you're talking to mm-hmm, about this? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you seeking help? And it's like, they're not ready for that yet. Yeah. Or it feels too vulnerable, you know, yeah. or like whatever it is for them. And they're all about you know treating because it for them it's mm-hmm. it's easier it's mm-hmm. like oh no nope, mm-hmm. I can I'm mm-hmm. gonna just block out yeah dealing and processing through xyz mm-hmm. on an emotional mm-hmm. level by working on my physical dysfunction so I can get out and run to like block it out even more kind of thing you know and then it's it's interesting because then it's like I you see you see both both yes um both kind of spectrums yeah. like ends of yes. the spectrum with that and that's, um, I mean, that's why I like being across the hall from you. Yes, because, you know, right. And I'm like, like hey, hey, just like come out and yes. like step outside. Just even, just even meet. Yes. Elise. Yeah. And vice versa. It's like, hey, this is no one scary. Also, hey, look, this is a female. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> even, yes. You know? yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I love yeah. it because it almost takes out the, the work for clients when it feels too big and scary to have to hop online and be mm-hmm. like, great. Well, now I have to find a provider oh don't even get me started <laughs> yeah 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 so well, and and that treatment won't be forever I think that yes. that's a piece we've shared about as well it's like we need to treat sometimes we have to treat with a level of um almost tenacity up front in yeah. order to get the instant relief in order to allow the client to get to maintenance where they can have self-maintenance and things that they're doing yes. and I think because we both work in private practice, there's an element of like, well, why don't I just go see the therapist who's on my insurance panel for $15? Or why don't I, I've got this. And it's like, okay, yes. And um, when that, when you don't get the care you deserve or you don't get yeah. what you need from it, then you, you know where we are. <laughs> because yes. it's a different, I, it's just a different yeah. level and model of treatment, yeah. period. I just had this conversation <clears throat> with um, a potential client. We had, a, we offered discovery calls and I hopped on the phone with her. She's see, she's seeing um, a PT in network, and she's like, I, you know, I I do like them, but my doctor recommended me see you for another pair of eyes. Um, she's dealing with like just it's just this chronic issue at yeah. this point, and um, you know, I told her I was like, well, if you like your PT, mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. that's you know great. This is this is how I'm approaching yeah. your symptoms that you've told me about. Um, and it was interesting because she was one of the things she said. She's like, I oh, they're not looking at that. They weren't looking at her cervical spine for her arm pain, um, or some of the things I suggested. Like, hey, she's like chronic, like numbness, tingling in her foot. And I was like, what about has your low back been looked at at all, or neural tension down mm-hmm. your leg associated with low back and foot? And then she was like, yeah, I want to get back into walking and hiking, and just like, okay she's like I just don't feel like my exercises are being progressed in that way and it, I was like okay there, there needs to be a conversation then yeah. about like are you doing things in therapy that's progressing you right and right. like it's specific mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the main one of the main things that we that kind of drives me nuts yes. like you're you're being put on a generic exercise plan for okay you come in with low back pain all right we're gonna do 
these specific these yeah. these generic yeah. exercises and it's like well what if that's not what you need right right um so and it's not getting you back to what you what you want to do right. ultimately yeah. and so then you fade out of treatment and yeah. said well I went I went to PT right. I went to therapy I right. and they're like and oh like, PT doesn't work and I'm like, <laughs> like I mean, okay, no. okay yeah right. but <laughs> what, I mean I, all the time I'm like like oh I've I've been to therapy and it's like yeah whatever both of our types of therapy I'm like <clears> mm-hmm. okay you know but yeah. have you right Right, right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think people, people come to me and they're like, "Well," or they're so skeptical. They're like, Always. "I don't know. I've had, I've had, I've had therapy before, and it just wasn't. It didn't really work for me. What can, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You know?" Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, even just within that first evaluation. Yeah. It, yes. The way that yes. we're assessing and looking is like, they're like. I'm sorry, what? No one's ever looked at this before. Right. I mean, that's literally, that was my exact, my exact patient experience. And when you said earlier that you're not actually treating the pain, you're treating the functionality. Yeah. Where the, because you, you've looked at my um, neck, cervical spine for yes. my carpal tunnel as well. And the mm-hmm. different like hand tingling. I'm like, Am, do I have MS? Am I losing my mind? Like all the yeah. above. Like, <laughs> and then being treated at where point of origin, mm-hmm. right? And this is a, a parallel we share, which is, could I just treat your pain and, and and resolve what's going on for you today and and let you out the door um, and then have you continue to stay sick and come back? Right. Like, it's so unethical, that form right. of treatment, right? Right. So it, it might take longer mm-hmm. and you're going to have to be a part of this journey, but yes. we're not, we're going to get you to function yeah. where then you can function on your own. And it's yes. no longer a sick model of treatment where you have to be sick enough to continue to, to seek these services. Yeah. But it's total restoration coming back yes. to the actual point of, Hey, this is how my head should turn on yes. my neck. Like, yep. mm-hmm. great. So I could do my freaking arm exercises for the rest of my life, but yeah. I'm not getting the relief I need. The actual thing isn't being treated. It's yes. just symptom chasing. Yep. So I appreciate, and I would rather say, like, I'm going to spend a dollar. I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. I want yeah. to get the treatment I need so that I can actually move towards powerful resu- resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Soapbox. Yes. Seriously. Same. <laughs> okay. So how, okay. I know that there, I mean, there's a million things we could talk about, but yeah. as we like th- other things that have, sh- have surprised me that you've talked about treating are like fatigue, like yeah. things where it's like, I'm like being tired in the body. Yeah. Um, if people w- were, are listening and they're like, Hey, I have this weird thing or I have this weird thing. Do you do discovery calls? Where do you recommend people yeah. connecting to you and IPA yeah. as a way to learn about how there could be connection? Yeah. So um, we do do discovery calls. And um, our, that would be through. You can look us up on our website. It's ipa.physio, P-H-Y-S-I-O. Um, and there's a link. You can, you can fill out or give us a call. Our number is on there. And um, we do offer, even if you're like, I don't know, this. I have this thing and I'm not entirely sure what to, to make of it. No one else has been able to make anything of it too. Just give us a call and just chat with, if our front office, you know, they're, they're, they do the best they can in terms of getting down your information. And then they're gonna defer to us mm-hmm. and um, try to get you with the information um, that you need yep. to make a decision on like what what does your care need to look like um, and we'll spend the time to chat or even if it's just I always tell people you know like I won't I won't necessarily know until I have my hands on you yeah. um, to see can we make a difference can we make a change and what what can I do to really offer in terms of getting you to yes. a place that you want to yeah. be well, and if you if you are local to Orange County, mm-hmm. there are times where like and we on the Radical Wellness Instagram, we will post like, "Hey, Cat's in the office today. Yeah, the af- her afternoon is open right now. The first three patients who respond can come and do like a discounted rate for treatment, or come come down to the office and see what we mean. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, but I've also had patients that I've referred back towards you that don't even, that live in Northern California, you know, live in other yeah. states where it's like, get on the phone, get, yep. figure out what's actually, mm-hmm. what's actually going on. And if there could be a collaborative care. No, totally. And I am, I, we, st- we still do not as often anymore, but we're still doing, we have telehealth options. So if you are not in Orange County, um, 
uh, there are those options of like say your local pelvic health or even just like I don't know local PT you can't get in with and you're just like I just need to talk to someone like let's hop on a call or do a virtual evaluation where yeah. we can just yep. I can assess um, and we can talk about things and yeah. I can give you um, ideas and my own kind yep. of thoughts on like what I'm seeing because where else is IPA? IPA is other Yeah, so too. we yeah, so Orange County and Orange County we have Newport, Irvine and San Clemente locations and then we're also in Portland, Oregon. Uh Steamboat Springs, Colorado and then Manhattan, New York. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Kat? Where else could they uh, website or anything else that you, they could continue to learn or look yeah, and see what you're so doing? Yeah, so we, like I said, we have our website, ipa.physio. We have a lot of free content on our Instagram page, IPA Physio, um, where that's both kind of uh, provider-friendly, patient-friendly. Um, our YouTube channels, uh, I think if you just look up IPA Physio, cool. that's our channel. We do um, have quite a few free uh, courses or like classes, I should say, that we've each of us have done based off of our own specialty within mm-hmm. the clinic. Um, whether it's uh, optimizing your health or pelvic health, um, 101, just like what is the rundown of pelvic floor. Yes. Um, I've done one with a dietitian that I've collaborated with. Um, on gut health and the pelvic floor connection or um, posture, sleep, mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of, uh, lots of uh, content that we have on our YouTube site um, that you can take a look at. But we're, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, all of that um, that you can check us out at. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Kat, for being here and your mm-hmm. voice and... I know that people get a chance to like kind of run this through some of their own patient experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I love it. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. has been fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. As always, if you have things or thoughts or questions um, or something you want to talk further about, you can always find us at www.radicalwellness.co. Um, and all Kat's information is there as well. So if you even go to our website, click on team, click on Kat, you can watch her cute little video um, and be directed to IPA's website as well. Um, the reason that we like host all the multi- multimodal way of treating the person is because we really believe in holistic collaborative care that there are many ways to treat and relieve your experience so that you get to like be in your body and in yourself in a way that feels like truly like home, truly like the way that you like deserve to feel. So hit us up if you have questions. Hope that you have a lovely day. Cheers.